Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and there's another episode of the Meat Gistics podcast. Before we get going, please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, it really does help if you leave a, a review as well. Uh, we trying to get better about saying that in the beginning as opposed to the end. I was honestly about to get angry because we have a pile of meat sitting in front of us and I'm like, what? <laughs> why would you Why, why are we doing something else first? But yeah, throw that in there and I'm, I'm okay now. It took no time. So speaking of the pile of meat right in front of us, uh, as people who listened to last week's know, we're working our way through some samples from Excalibur. Uh, today we have Carolina barbecue marinade on a pork butt. And then it is the sweet ginger chili. Is there lime in that? No, sweet ginger chili snack stick seasoning. So we're going to review them both. Quick word on the pork butt. It only cooked up to like 184. So a little tougher to pull. It's not quite as tender. Not all the collagen connective tissue fully mounted. But we ran out of time. Still pulled apart and it should still taste very good. I was also testing an injector, a new style of injector yesterday. So I had to... that. Marinade is not an injectable marinade. Oh no, it's got it's big too pieces thick. of yeah, yeah of uh, uh, mustard seed. So I injected this with a uh, reduced strength Cajun, and then I used the Carolina barbecue as like a really thick rub on the outside. When I pulled it out of the smoker, I was surprised ninety something percent of that rub had come off. So there's obviously like some more thought that goes into what's going to stick to the meat because that didn't do a great job. So quick thing, I've never actually done this, but in theory, the principles behind it work, but uh, someday we may need, we maybe should actually test it. But if you take like a coffee grinder, um, at least certain styles of coffee grinders, I don't know if they all do, if they all operate the same way, but I don't know, had a coffee grinder as like a kid growing up, if it didn't have powdered sugar, put sugar in it, you grind it up, you make powdered sugar. Okay. That's like all it is. So in theory, take a seasoning like that, too big of chunks, put it in a blender, coffee grinder, and you maybe can yeah, you can try it with that chop over there. it up enough yeah. that you could get it to go through an injector. I, I think it would work. I wonder if you tried it dry and it didn't work totally, if you then added water to it, like if that suspension would, it actually, that'd make it harder. Yeah, I don't think it could get work. away from the blades uh -huh. easier. Yeah. You'd probably have to do like a little bit at a time. Uh -huh. You wouldn't be able to put the whole bag in yeah, all at once. Super annoying. It shouldn't, it doesn't take long, at least when you're doing like sugar, turning it to powdered sugar. Yeah. It goes real fast. I wonder if so. a pestle maybe would work as well. Yeah. I've got a uh -huh. pestle at home for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, something for us to try sometime here. Okay. Cool. We will give that a shot. But we then sprinkled some of the seasoning back on the meat, which I normally do when I'm doing pulled pork, anyways. So. Now, we've tried this seasoning before just as the seasoning. It's amazing. Got something to say back there, Patrick? It was, a, I mean, yeah, it tastes great. <laughs> it was the greatest. Pork. Patrick said he was going to. Do you think that's one of your top 10 uh, pork butts you've ever done, ever? Well. Well, then there you go. You have my answer. It didn't cook up to 185 or I know. I know the variables involved. I still I got it. I got an email this morning said don't eat because I'm doing this, this and this. I had a light lunch and I come in here and the pork, you know, love the fact that John's thinking about the podcast, wants to feed people. Awesome. The flavor of it's fantastic. But is it something I want to sit there and chew my way through? No, thanks. But I really appreciate it. So the flavor being awesome is the 
the focus here. Definitely get like, I'm not a huge mustard guy in general, like just the regular yellow, like French's mustard. But this has strong, like French's mustard taste. And it's really good. I yeah. really like the seasoning. I love it. The flavor's perfect. Um, the only, yeah, the only downsides I have is is going back to tenderness. Yeah. And that's just because didn't, we didn't have time to cook it as long as we should. But the flavor is incredible. I will for sure be doing this uh, on pulled pork again soon. Now, do you think Cajun was the right injection to go along with it? I thought mustard, what kind of can work with that? So I grabbed the Cajun. I don't know if there's a better. I don't know. I mean, I I, th I don't think the flavor is strong enough to really hurt the flavor of, of the Cajun. Yeah, I don't think yeah, the right. Cajun oh. flavor is strong enough to hurt the Carolina uh, style barbecue marinade flavor in it. So I think the the injection is more of getting. I don't know if there's phosphate in that one, but if there's phosphate getting that in there, at least the salt and sugar that's in the seasoning get it in there to to hold more moisture um I, that's the big piece to it is just making it a juicier product getting that uh injection on the inside but um i don't know if when in doubt um if you don't want a flavor to over, overpower whatever rub you're using i'd, I'd go back to the butter flavored butter flavored seasoning always, and yeah. injection because that one it just yeah it's just a meat enhancer it really doesn't add a ton of flavor to it I would definitely agree with that. Or soluble pause black bowl. All right. Yeah. Then we've also got the snack sticks that I made. These are the sweet ginger chili snack stick. I think it's a snack stick or jerky. Can I see the bag? Yeah, snack stick or jerky. It's good. I've I've never had anything that tastes like this yeah. though. It's but unique. It's, it's good. It's unique. Um, it does not have encapsulated citric acid in it. Ooh. If it did, I think it would have been better. But I tr when I first make something, it's got no cheese, which in the end, I don't think there is a cheese that would go with this flavor. You're wrong. What cheese? Everything is better with cheese. That's not true. Is a steak better with cheese? Yeah. I always put cheese on my steak. Oh, yeah. You two are disgusting. Get, <laughs> get me out of here. Where's my agent? How did I get trapped into this? On top of a steak, if you put... Feta, blue cheese, oh, gorgonzola. Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, Gouda. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, Gouda is the one only those, one that's even remotely okay out of those. One of those, you just like kind of crumble it up. Uh, you, you put it on top. You get it so it's just like in that in between, in between like solid to melty stage. And it's uh, amazing. He, mean, he means you unwrap it. You take the plastic off. And you put, <laughs> and you put Or you pay the waiter and he brings you the. <laughs> I do not put sliced American cheese like product on my steak <laughs> because like Tex, Tex <laughs> is trying to frame me <laughs> and posted a cowboy ribeye that was like burnt to a char with the American cheese like product all melted on top. And that just looked looked horrible Disgust. it was a, that was an affront to a tomahawk um one of the things that we've been playing around with your brother and i is uh i don't know if it's a series of videos i don't know if it's its own video or if it's one video um taking a bunch of steaks finding things that will melt and then solidify coating them in it and then aging them and seeing what oh. will and what won't pick up like we had uh 
cheese. Patrick's real excited about doing cheese. Not nacho cheese. So like imagine an entire thing of Velveeta and you and you just put a steak in it and you let it do its thing. Or try not to imagine that. Um, <laughs> duck fat, chocolate. Like we've got a list of a few we're going to try. Chocolate? Mm-hmm. Not looking forward to that one. Well, we'll is, see. is there any off the top of your head that you know that can solidify like a liquid like that and then impart, I don't know, maybe view flavor or don't view flavor but just we're trying to think of different liquid like marshmallow or something like that so yeah i mean marshmallow was on the list too just straight up butter caramel but ooh, butter butter caramel. people do butter though yeah that's kind of a fairly common che- one yeah that that yeah, that one is more common i mean cheese that would be what i'm most excited for that i think <laughs> yeah all right so um this bag says sample weight on it because it says sample weight on it, it's 100% normal. There's nothing different about it. It's the same weight, does 25 pounds, just the same as it will be when we stock it. However, we aren't gonna sell this. So just like we did last week with the patty mixes, uh, we will have these up on the website for, I think we had to do it for one cent. Yeah, one so, cent. So these will be on waltons.com for one cent. We will post links to them. Uh, in the podcast post on Meatgistics, we intentionally make them hard to find on the websites that random people who don't listen to the podcast or aren't Meatgistics fans don't see them. Um, we would like these to all go to podcast listeners or at the very least people who are, are fans of uh, Meatgistics. So eventually, once all you guys have had everything you, you want, I'll start sending out some stuff on social media and maybe even an email campaign but you guys get first dub. So it'll be the sweet ginger chili flavored snack stick, Carolina style barbecue marinade. I am going to snack on this all throughout. Yeah. How much of that pile is going to be gone? A good, good chunk of that pile is going to be gone. You know, it, you know, they always do those. Who would you call if you had to finish all of this? I think you and I could do pretty, pretty good at that. Oh, if we had to finish all this? Yeah. Oh, well, it'd be we, gone we could if do we that. had to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what has to... Like, are they going to take my guns if I don't finish it? Or is it just like they're going to take my house? Because one I care about, one I don't. Well, I'm going to say that you don't care about your house then. Just for the record, I will take it off your hands <laughs> for you. I don't have a problem with your house. No. Nope. Um, all right. So I'm trying to eat this clean, cleanly. Reason being... The patriotic meat justics <laughs> t-shirts are in. So I had to beg and plead for Austin to approve this off label or off brand usage of the meat justics. I also had to make an agreement to actually do some work that did not make me happy. Um, <laughs> luckily I had Pat do most of that. I just sat there and told him what to do. He's the one who's actually going to be doing it all. Are you done with it? Mm. Oh, well, well, he's right in the, he was right in the middle of catalogs. Oh, no, before we go any further, well, I guess we don't have to do it now, but we need an answer on how many catalogs we want to send out. Yeah, I know. I've been working on some other issues, um, but I just finished that like a couple hours ago, just been in some meetings. So when we're done here, that's back to my priority. Just make sure, because then we can close it off and get the catalog submit a little inside baseball for you guys. July 1st comes a price bump. So we want to beat that. Come. Yep. Um, so be on the lookout for new catalogs. They'll probably be out a little earlier than normal this year. Yep. We, we were ahead of the game. Uh, and then on the back of these, it has the We the People 
uh, preamble. I don't know how we want to call it the meat justics preamble. This started from uh, a post on meat justics. You guys wrote all of this. Uh, it was hundred percent user created. And so we made it like a scroll, just like the preamble. Um, do you want to read it? If, yeah, one Go. of us should. Yeah. Uh, we, the people of Meatgistics, in order to stuff a more perfect sausage, establish flavor, ensure fine texture, provide... Why does it not say mouthfeel? <laughs> it should be mouthfeel there. <laughs> now I got to start over. We, the people of Meatgistics, in order to stuff a more perfect sausage, establish flavor, ensure fine mouthfeel, provide for safe food handling, promote general fun, and secure the blessing of Waltons for our recipes, do ordain and establish this constitution for the Meatgistics community of Waltons. I mean, that's pretty great. So these are super limited run. We are doing, we did a few of sizes from large to triple XL, and that will be it. So get yours while you can. Um, my original description, have you seen it on the website at all? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember. Okay. So my original description on the website ended with, so get yours now and get to, you know, uh, get yours now and make a commie cry. <laughs> so I changed it at the end, but the specifications and the features are just USA, USA, USA. So whatever. I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, if you are in the Wichita area or you feel like coming to Wichita, we are doing the Walton's Bratfest. It will be on August 20th of this year. It's going to be at Walton's headquarters. Uh, it is uh, last year we did a steak cooking competition. This year we're cooking a ton of broths. And then we're going to give out samples of all of them. Um, $10 a ticket? 15 20 That's a good question. Okay. Um, I can find that. Base, well. Oh, we're not set yet? Well, I don't know. Originally, we had, we had a plan and then we kind of changed the plan. Yep. And so, I don't know that we have a final answer. I think what it's going to be... Um, is probably $10 a ticket to just get in free samples, whatever you want, however much, um, plus some of the different event things that are going on. Um, but then there will be additional tickets for additional things that you want to do. Like if, if, uh, John's on the dunk tank and you want a chance <laughs> to throw a ball and see if you can dunk him, that'll, that'll cost something extra. Um, to buy like a whole brat, get a bun, get a bag of chips, like have a whole like lunch. That'll be an additional cost, probably like five bucks. Basically just uh, just a little bit extra to uh, encourage uh, more of a donation. All We don't keep any right. of the money from this event. 100% of every ticket we sell, every dollar that we raise goes straight back to the air capital flyer special olympics program here in kansas so um to be honest that if it if if it wasn't for a fundraiser the whole thing would be free i mean we don't want to charge for it all but we we do charge something because it is a fundraiser that's that's the whole purpose of this is to raise as much money as we can for special olympics so I think what it'll end up being is $10 for just general admission, yep. with, including samples, and then probably five bucks for a dunk tank, five bucks for a brat lunch, five bucks for maybe a couple other things. But I've got to start losing weight now if I'm going to get on a dunk tank in a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. 
We're also, we will have a Bratfest hat for that. I've got those coming. Um, I ordered an extra dozen. I'm going to give those to all the, the athletes, let them wear them, um, and then the rest we'll have for sale. That will uh, go to the charity of my choosing, which is Ammo USA, which is <laughs> stocking up. So I just bought a case of 556. Five, I've never bought in a case of any ammo before. And it just came in a bag. Yeah. Thousand rounds in a bag. Uh-huh. I went to pick it up and the bag split. I'm like, all right, well, oh, no. now, I did not plan for this. I have no plan. Um, so I need to get some sort of ammo case. Then I've got two 45 round magazines, but I'm going to get one of those drums. drums? Yeah. yeah. Why not? It'd be cool. So should be a good time. I don't have any other drums. I, I have, I have like 10, like 30 round magazines, but I mean, that's uh, just figure it's fast enough to yeah. shove those in. But yeah, drum, yeah, have some fun with that. So we are doing a immediate apartment um, team building event here in the next couple of weeks where we're all going to go to a shooting range. I'm going to bring my guns, uh, but part of what the rental got me was free rental of any of their semi-automatic, uh, so we can't get the Barrett, and then the AK. Can or can't? Can't. Can't, can't. okay. And then the AK and something else, because ammunition is much hard. PS-22, that's the one. That, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Ammunition's really hard to get for those. Um, so, sh- still... Should be awesome time. They had a ton of guns there that I want to shoot. Um, and we have free rental of those, reduced rental on any of the automatics we want, and 12 lanes. So my department's five people. You're coming that six. Wait, so you have 12 lanes? I have 12 lanes. Do you rent out the whole thing? I got thing? a whole bay. Holy moly. It was, not, it was not expensive. Oh. I was like, huh? Okay. I'm like, like literally, I get the whole bay? It's like, it's, or is it? Huh. No, I'm pretty sure it's 12 lanes. Maybe it's four lanes, but whatever. Either way, it's way more than we need for one department. So I'm slowly trying to like add some people here. <laughs> like, hey, would you want to come? Would you want to come? But yep, should be a good time. And you and I will have a shooting competition at that point. See which one of us is better with their AR. I've, I've never actually been there. See, if they have a Barrett to rent, like it must be something fairly legit. If you can shoot a 50 cal inside. I don't think you can shoot it inside. Oh, you have I to like really don't. go somewhere? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So first thing that happens when we walk in, my wife had never shot before. Well, that's not true. It was my wife's first time with her new handgun. Um, walk in, the first person we see, literally, right there was Don, the old customer services manager's husband. So he works there now. He used to be a train conductor and he hated it. Like, he won't mind me saying that. I was all excited because I had just watched that movie Snowpiercer. You ever seen it? No, but I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so I had seen that and I was all excited to talk to him about it. I'm like, dude, if I saw this movie you're going to love. It's called Snowpiercer. It's like about a train. He goes, I'm out. I was like, I hate it. hate everything about it. I was like, all right, man. Didn't realize it was like that. But anyways, he's their head instructor now. That's cool. Um, which is excellent because we'll get her some one-on-one instruction. Um, and then... Not that we're turning this into a gun podcast, but if anyone does care, uh, there we had a problem with our ammunition. It was 380 with uh, Fort Scott. There were tons of like perfect right in the middle uh, strikes and just none. Oh. There was like out of two boxes, there were at least seven, maybe eight of those. That's bad. That is bad. That's real bad. Now it's the first time, you know, gun had never been fired before, but I went out and bought her another 
ammunition and never had that problem again. So just something to keep in mind. If if you have issue with ammo like that, is there like a warranty on ammo? Can you like so, take it back and be like, hey, this didn't work? That's what I'll do with <laughs> this case. I'll bring them back all the the casing <laughs> cartridges. I'll be like, hey, there was problems with all of them. They didn't fire right. Well, if I mean, if you showed somebody like, hey, here's the the, yeah. the casing, the bullet, the primer struck, struck and it's and still there. Happened. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, on to meat matters. Do we have anything else to talk about? No, on to meat matters. Cool. All right, first one: House passes special meat investigator bill. So still waiting for uh, Senate to see if they're going to do anything about this. Um, but there's some interesting things in here, and I thought I'd cover what I thought were the pros and the cons. You're obviously free to jump in uh, whenever you want. Now, they're calling it the lower food and fuel cost bill. So this is in conjunction with the uh, the Butcher Block Act, which is aimed at expanding regional livestock and meat processing capacity. Things like this are A, why we saw a, a huge bump in our commercial meat processors um, wanting to buy new equipment, expand their plant, which is great. Part of the reason why we have not yet experienced as large of food shortages as we could have is because of the expansion in the small to medium-sized meat processor, people going to their local meat processor. So that is an awesome thing, totally a plus in my mind. Um, another Main goal of it is reducing the dependency on foreign fertilizer. And at this point, I would almost be behind anything we can start producing here again, but especially something, I mean, it's not one of those things that pops right into your mind as a matter of national security fertilizer. But when you stop and think about it for a minute, it obviously is. I mean, it's obviously enormously important in the farming industry. And being able to have enough food is a huge matter of national security. So I like those things about it. Now, the negatives about it is it creates the Meat and Poultry Special Investigator Act. So more government that's going to be used to eventually regu regulate the industry. And that's just what it will be. If this passes, there will be another government agency poking their nose and their two cents and their regulations into the meat industry. I, I don't understand this because what what is the purpose of already having FSIS and USDA? Like, what is another regulator going to do in there? I think it's just going to cause more confusion and more drama. And if if their goal is to lower prices, uh, I just I I'm skeptical that anything like that would work because if 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 you're going to regulate more. It's going to cost processors more to yep. deal with it. Even if even if they can comply totally fine and nobody has to change anything, it's going to be increased time that yep. someone is is dealing with some sort of regulator and it's it's going to make prices go up. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, there, but, but you might not have heard um, when I was reading it earlier, I said it's being called the lower food and fuel cost bill. And obviously... Since it's our government who's doing it, it will lower fuel, food and fuel. They're, they've never had the exact opposite effect on anything they've tried. Yeah. That's never happened. I don't know. I, I would say currently from what I've seen on it, I'm not a fan. Yeah. But maybe reserved some judgment. But anytime there's something else out there uh, dealing with regulation, I'm usually not 
not excited for it. No, I agree with you. I think, I think the USDA and FSIS already does what they need to do. So sure. Uh, possibly even more. Um, do we want to talk? No, see, I stopped myself. (laughs) Uh, I've got, uh, I was looking up other things kind of related to this and I ran into this article. It's clickbaity, but it, it's kind of funny. Um, weird meat related laws from around the country. Um, so I'll just read a few of them. I didn't take one from each state, but it's illegal to honk your horn outside a sandwich shop after 9 PM in Arkansas. Georgia, you cannot eat a chicken with a knife and fork in Gainesville. Uh, I mean, fried chicken, I guess. Yeah, I'd assume so. Chicago, it's illegal to eat in a place that's on fire. Well, because the great Chicago fire is the only thing I could like. People must have been like, no, I'm finishing my meal. Yeah, I I don't I I don't get that. Like, are you how are you going to enforce it? Like, are you going to send somebody in there and go, I'm writing you a ticket. Yeah, firemen come in and smack you over the head with their fire axe. (laughs) Move. Um, Kansas, we can't hit a vending machine. So that makes sense. Vending machine back there. That makes sense. Why? More people are killed by vending machines every year than like all sorts of things, I guess. Really? Yeah. Falling on them. Oh, that makes sense. I just see like a lot of vending machines, like you, you hit your button and the food or drink is coming out and then it gets stuck at the end. Mm-hmm. People get frustrated and you hit it. I mean, that's just, in my mind, common practice with vending machines. Sure. When there's something wrong with it, you hit them. But hitting it's not the at all the most effective way. It's rocking it. You just want to grab it by the top oh. and push up and back gently. That's that's the worst advice. That's definitely gonna, what kills people. Yeah. 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 You know well, what the, the most... Comes, well, yeah. well, but why, but the fact that we're in Kansas, why is that correlated to that at all? I don't understand. The fact that what? You said it, it's illegal in Kansas. Oh, we passed a law. I know, but why the hell? Like, why like not we, other states? Yeah, we did it. They per didn't. capita, they went like, well, there's a lot of deaths too, happening. Too many idiots <laughs> rocking machines in Kansas. This must like. have been since I got down here and started telling people to rock them. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you are like, oh, God. You rock them. This is a huge increase since 2014. <laughs> um, in Alabama, Kentucky, and Georgia, all outlaw walking down a street with an ice cream cone in your back pocket. Mm. I, that's something I can get on board with. Get on board with putting it in your back pocket or no, making it no, illegal. Arresting people <laughs> that do that. But it's never like. <laughs> I want to know what drama started that. Started that. Yeah. Because there used to be a law in uh, Massachusetts where you couldn't leave uh, apple pies in your windowsill on Sundays. Reasoning for like there was actually reasoning for it, it was the bears. People would be home all day Sunday. They'd make a pie for, you know, dessert for lunch. They'd put it on their windowsill and it would draw bears in. And then like bear associates your house with food. So it wants to come in. So it like makes sense. It's the same reason they don't have food in the uh, summer camp at American Pie either. A bear came. <laughs> you don't know that part? I don't remember that part. Okay, we'll move no. on. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so like that one, you know, kind of makes sense. But an ice cream cone in your back pocket, who dis- does this type of thing? I don't, yeah, I don't understand That's that. insane. Um, and then in New Jersey, it's illegal to slurp your soup. Terrible state. Sorry, J. Michael Kaminsky. Um, okay, so protein from plant-based meat may be less absorbed by the body than protein from chicken breast. Um, so... My only note on this is it's incredibly obvious, and I would love to go back to the first time we talked about bioavailability and um, how your body processes different proteins, because I I honestly believe I was saying this like two years ago. 
Like, did you really yeah. need a study for that? It's common sense. No, is is all protein created equal? Not even remotely close. Because like on like uh, like nutrition labels, they break out like saturated fat and unsaturated mm-hmm. fat. Like fat fats are We're not created get to equal. That. So what what is the protein we should be looking for? What do we know? Do you know like well, what's I mean, the difference like, in it? There's like pea protein and protein from vegetables, and then like meat protein. They are very different things. Is it like uh, like a diff- different chemical structure? It's a different structure. Okay. So your body's able to process it in different ways. Like uh, um, soy is a has a lot of protein, but it also has phytoestrogens in it. So that's why a lot of men don't like taking soy as a supplement. Uh, they make some fairly decent soy-based like protein powders. Um, whether or not it has any difference, I really don't know. I mean human body, whether you're male or female, has some level of estrogen in it anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, There was a a University of Georgia study provided insight into salmonella strains. Interesting article. Um, The the big takeaway, definitely don't need to read all of it, was that overall cases of salmonella contamination in chicken decreased from 9%, so 9% of the cases were caused by chicken in nine or in 2016 to 6.5% in 2020, right? So that's a decent decrease there in the safety of chicken. However, there was no drop in reported cases of salmonella food poisoning. So just like how we talked about every time the World Economic Forum tries to make people eat something other than meat, I'm gonna eat more meat to make up for that. It was like sprouts or some other vegetable. It was like, well, we can't let them get less salmonella. Let's <laughs> add more of it to it. So I don't know what what goes on there, how that's possible. But I do know from talking to your brother, like by far the worst thing you can eat for food poisoning is sprouts. Oh yeah. Like, never put that on anything at a restaurant. Because it has a huge, or is responsible for a huge amount of E. coli sickness. I know we've talked about some of this before because it it uh, kills me. Like uh, when my wife and I, I say my wife and I, when my wife has gone through pregnancy. Um, <laughs> uh, You're not one of those were pregnant people. I don't. It's I don't. I don't know. It's uh, yes, but no. I'm not technically pregnant, but it is a process that you that like Are I am in. definitely involved sure. in. Yep. Um, but they, there's like uh, a lot of stuff out there. People are like, don't, don't eat this. Don't eat that. Right. I tell my wife, I'm like, ignore that. Like you're, it's like, don't eat deli meat. It's like, no, you have, but it's like, you can go eat a salad, but you can't eat deli meat. And it's like, no, you're more likely to get sick from other things too. Just as much as deli meat, deli meat, it's not because it's necessarily cooked wrong mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's because of where it's packaged, where it's done. So, uh, but it's, some it's, of them it's are surface contamination. Some of them are legit, right? Like they don't want them eating sushi because the heavy metals, like the mercury. Oh yeah, there can be things that okay. are like, like that. Right. So yeah. don't eat like shark or anything that. What's the other big one? Swordfish. You, I think you can you can eat like tuna, shark, swordfish, whatever oh, okay. uh, that has it. But you're supposed to eat like a very very small amount. Like you can't. You shouldn't eat like four cans of tuna. Then a why week. eat it? Yeah. If I can't eat a lot of something, huh. I don't even. I'm really annoyed because I switched from my fake crab meat to this fake lobster meat and I liked it way better. And now it's at 
can't get it anymore. Oh, brutal. So very annoying. I get I get hooked on food and I will eat same. the same thing over same. and over. Yep. Like I, I used to eat a ton of tuna when we were when we were down on Mosley. Uh actually I think it was while I was still like in high school and college. Like I would bring two cans of tuna and jar of pickles and some mayonnaise and that was lunch. You just mix it all up. That's disgusting, uh, but okay. No, yeah. it's fantastic. That's I ate that gross. for like ugh. For a couple years. That sounds terrible. Oh, and cracked wheat crackers. Don't forget the cracked Those wheat crackers. Those had to go in with that? No, you like just, you don't, you, don't, you don't need a fork. You just scoop, scoop it. it out. Yeah. I'm on a kick myself recently. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Ritz crackers, pepperoni, salami, provolone cheese. That sounds That's freaking good. delicious. It's like adult Lunchables. It's crazy. So I've been grabbing Swiss <laughs> cheese, like the the squares of it. Stop right there. Yep. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> the uh, pepperoni from Sam's. Put the piece of Swiss cheese down, put two pieces of pepperoni on it, microwave for 10 seconds. Oh, there's a method. Oh, it's amazing. It. <laughs> but it has to be, t yeah. if you go to 11 seconds, that turns into burnt like lava. Ah, ah, like, and it just, you, as you pick it up, it all drips down. But oh, at 10 man. seconds, perfect. I gotta try that. How's it is there anybody, do you know, is there a business at Mosley? Uh, there is now. I don't know who's there. Okay. But I was thinking if there wasn't, might be interesting to grab a video camera and go down and like actually toured the old place and have either you or Kurt, or your dad be like, yeah, this is where this used to be. We'll have to look. I'm, I mean, I know we have pictures. I don't know if we ever took video or not. Uh, the video from back then would be so low we, quality. We probably couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. It'd we be do a picture in okay. picture. We yeah. Just, make it super small. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> still, there's still a video somewhere. I, I have, I have a save somewhere. I don't, remember, I don't know where, uh, if I, if I sat down for half an hour, I could probably find it. But, of me in the old warehouse telling like some of the shipping guys because like I had an Nalgene bottle I walked around with everywhere and they always gave me crap for it. And I was like, these things are great. They're unbreakable. Like, and I'm talking about it. And I had it full of tea and I just hold it straight out and drop it and it shatters every, <laughs> everywhere right in the middle of our shipping department. And uh, uh, created quite the mess, but uh, save that on video. So how did you break Nalgene? Uh, I didn't uh, think that stuff did break. 120 year old concrete floors. Uh, uh, pretty hard. Um, all right. So we've got a little mini three part <clears throat> stories or they're not even, I can't, I don't even want to call them articles, but I put a subheading underneath, underneath this called John's rant. Now, we're recording this on Thursday when we usually record on Wednesday. There was stuff going on yesterday that we just couldn't get it done. Um, and I'm not as fiery today. So <laughs> this is going to be a lot, very low energy for what we're going to call a rant. Um, the first one was five easy ways to eat more plants and less meat. This is from Consumer Reports. My only thought on this was like, how many of these articles are being written right now? It seems like every time I go looking for articles I want to talk about on meat matters, half of them are this. Ways to eat less meat. Eat less meat. Be kinder to the planet. Eat less meat. I mean, it's all about propaganda. The more you tell people that something, uh, the more they start to believe it. So if if but but we also talked about that study from your alma mater, Kansas State, where the guy said, if you tell people to do this, like a certain subsect of the country is just going to be like, ah, I'm going to do more of it just to make you mad, and that I'm coming to grips with the term that I am a disagreeable person. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to finally like accept it. Cause I've always rejected that and thought I was like very reasonable, very accommodating. 
but I'm now starting to realize that it's just not how I'm viewed. So that's not, well, I mean, not who I am. Different aspects, different things. Like I, I, my personality can totally change if I'm dealing with this over here or that over there. Like how I deal with things at work is not how I deal with things at home. Like what I, uh, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I, I see know. what you're saying. Um, so. Real quick though, I want to point out the fact that before the podcast, Patrick said, make sure your cell phones are off. And then his just went off. And he had to leave, take a phone call. So. That's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It's trying to run a podcast here, Patrick. That is ridiculous. So I, don't know, I, th I think the, the the way some of these articles are set up, though, it's not like a you need to do this because it's just bad. Like, the, uh, and even like their their subheadline is like you don't have to give up meat. Just trimming the amount you eat can have real health benefits. So it's not it they it's all phrased in a way that it's like hey you don't have to do this but you should. You but here's should, more. You could do this and it would be here's helpful. More of this it nonsense. Would, yeah. yeah. But what it really is is to get it so anytime you try searching for this stuff, this is what comes up. It's all part of a search engine optimization campaign by these groups that want us to eat less meat. Oh. And why are they always in New York? They're always in the biggest cities. Like you want to live in the most unhealthy environment ever created, certainly in the United States, California or, you know, big cities in California, New York, the other huge cities. You want to live there. Be 100% disconnected from your food sources. Have no idea how it's made, how it's gotten to you. And you want to tell other people what they should be doing for their health and for what's best for the environment. How about you don't live in a megatropolis or whatever? How about you live like a in a normal-sized city? How about you move out to the country? Come, come live in western Kansas among the feedlots and uh, experience what rural America is all about. I would guarantee you that was would be better for their health than living in... New York, LA, Houston, Dallas, any of those ridiculously overpopulated cities. Also better for the environment. You eat all the meat you want. Like we saw it when we were driving up to Montana, we don't have a overpopulation problem. We have a density problem. There are hundreds of miles along major highways in this country with nobody living there. Nobody. And then you go, instead of driving along the highway, you go across from the highway, like perpendicular to it. No, that's the wrong word. Perpendicular is the same. Okay. Opposite of perpendicular. No, perpendicular crosses oh, parallel. Okay. Well then, yeah. What is horizontal? Parallel. Parallel. Jeez. Wow. Wow. But you go My entire argument, just whatever. discredit. We made fun of you when you were out of the room too. Oh, uh, wait, I was, you go the other seconds. way and there's many hundreds of miles where you might not even see a road. But no, let's all live in these tiny little areas and then tell everybody else how they should be living. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, I have one that last little nitpicky thing. Oh, we have two more articles to talk about I know. this, but go ahead. So at the bottom of the article, it has one of those like, hey, please support us and donate, blah, blah, blah. I hate websites that do that. It really bothers me. I'm like, why, why, why do you have that? But then it got me thinking. I'm like, no, if that many people do it, maybe nope. it works. So maybe at the bottom of every Meatjustics topic, nope. Topic, we're going to no. put a little deal that says support the John and Austin fund <laughs> by purchasing things at Walton's. Yeah, that's what, what it should I, be. I'm just, I am yeah, I'm I joking, know. but um, so can you eat meat and be eco friendly? Save the planet, says the company headquartered in one of the biggest cities in the country. It's the same thing. They want you to change the way you're living while they change literally nothing about 
how they're mistreating the environment. But it's your response. It's it's the same thing with people who are. Uh, I, I can't use that example. When somebody has something going on in their life that they can't get under control, they look at somebody else who's doing something and point out how bad that is so they don't have to think about what they're doing. They're projecting onto... Projecting. Um, yep. Um, and then meat doesn't have to be the villain. Now, interesting, this lady is a f what she calls a flexitarian, which is a term I was unfamiliar with until... I don't remember. Uh, it, honestly, it might have been reading that Kansas State... Uh, study. That might've been the first time I heard it, but it's interesting. It's like obviously very flexible with what they eat, but they try to, to maintain a cleaner diet. Um, and she's saying that the meat industry isn't doing itself any favors and could adopt some of the sustainability style practices being put forward in other food industries like plant-based and meat replacement. Now this lady seems somewhat reasonable, but I don't want to hear it from these people anymore. I really don't. We're the vast majority of the country who are meat eaters. Stop trying to push your little fringe way of eating on us. It's not going to happen. I'm uninterested in hearing any more arguments on it. It is to the point now where I would way rather talk to an ethical vegan over a health vegan. Like if you're doing it for ethical reasons, you're you're wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong because you know they're doing. It, they think. They're, you know, a cow's life is somehow more important than the thousands of moles you killed farming your all vegetable diet. It's yeah, but it's, I can at least get behind it. On, uh, what's what's visible to right. them though? Well, I yeah. think it's just like the fact that a cow is big and has you know like soulful eyes and looks kind of cute versus nobody likes. Even people who have rats as pets, they don't like them. <laughs> they can't. It's not possible. So, whatever. I'm I'm done with that debate. I'm just sick of the constant barrage. You of, you were like legitly worked up here. Like you, <laughs> you're getting like glossy and stuff. Uh, you can tell it bothers you because yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day, like I, on stuff like that, it 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 fires me up. But a lot of times, I just decide like I'm just going to ignore it not going to pay attention to stuff like that just because if 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 i if i continue to to look at it read that type of news it just just makes me mad and there's nothing i don't know but here's the deal so yes i totally understand what you're saying that's my wife's thought process on all of this stuff is just it's not affecting us it's not affecting us but that's how they have gotten as powerful as they are is because everyone else is just like whatever who cares no Time to stand up and be the adult in the room and say, nope, you're a fringe minority, at least in this country. I mean, I know there's a huge portion of India that's vegetarian. I think it's somewhat large in certain uh, Southeast Asian countries as well. But in this country, we eat meat. Stop pushing your little cult on us. Yeah. We're uninterested in it. We're all out of bubble gum too. Sounds like <laughs> every time every time he says the word they, I'm like, oh, there he is. He's Roddy Piper with the glasses on. So <laughs> Okay. Now there was one other thing about this that I really wanted to talk about. Um and I'm trying to find the article that kicked it off, but I, apparently I took everything else, but didn't take that. Okay. We were in the the media room and I was talking about this one article I wanted to talk about. And in it, 
It was, no, I know what it is. Okay. There's something called a beefalo. Have you heard of a beefalo? <laughs> no. Okay. Is so, it, is it a cross between cow and buffalo? Yes. Or bison yep. probably? So bison, it's supposed to be 37 and a half percent. Bison gene is like the perfect amount for beefalo, but sometimes down as low as like 17%, they can still be considered beefalo. Um, really, really interesting. First, like they're cool looking animals. And I've been watching a bunch of bison stuff on YouTube recently and seeing them come charging out of those. <laughs> oh my, like, cause they get their head in there first and they just boom. That's, and you hear everything reverberate. It's like, it's one of my favorite animals. The bison. amount yeah. of power behind that thing. Do you remember how the difference between oh, we read the, the carcass? Oh yeah. The half, because uh, the meat processing plant we went to a couple of years ago had halves of beef hanging ha next to half a buffalo. And it Huge. looked like an NFL player next to <laughs> like a fifth grader. It was yeah. amazing. The amount, yeah, the amount of power behind those animals is insane. I got, I think I told you, I, I got kicked by like a little calf earlier this spring. And no. that, that was... Uh, by a, a bison calf? No, like oh, a, okay. a cow calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's still ton. Like I, I just it just like glanced off me too, and it was still a lot of force. <laughs> yeah. You, you you talk about a cow that's that much bigger. Talk about bison that's even bigger. Like it's insane oh, yeah. how strong those animals are. Yep. Somebody just got screwed up by one at one of the big national parks. I can't remember what it was. Is Yellowstone still shut down? I think so. The flooding is. Bad. Yeah, I, I just I saw, saw pictures of it. it I just saw insane. a video of two houses being swept away because they were on the bank and the bank just gone. Roads. It's disappointing because my wife and I have been talking about like vacations and where are we going, what are we doing, and like that's my idea of like yeah. the best vacation is I've gone to Yellowstone multiple times, but you go to some place like that and you just you drive around, you just look at stuff, you get to a spot, you pull off, you go hike for a little bit. Uh, that is a fun vacation. And when I saw that, I'm like, dang. So that means there's just absolutely no chance going to Yellowstone anytime soon. It'll probably be closed all year and the damage is bad. It's going to take them a long time to recover from this. Seems like at least. I wonder, is that, is the state of Wyoming going to have a lot to do in there? Or is it going to be a federal government thing? You, it's a national park, right? So it'd be federal. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I hope they, they, clean things up and get it back to normal. Oh, I mean, quickly. it will be a major focus of the national parks there. It's the second most visited, right? I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure, but yeah. Zion's number one. And I think Yellowstone's number two. Wait, what's Zion? Mount Zion in Utah. That's number one. Uh -huh. What? I've never even heard of this. You've never heard of Mount Zion. I don't think so. Oh, you should look it up. Okay. I mean, ridiculously gorgeous and dramatic uh has a ton of really cool hikes is that near that, moab uh kind of i mean in the in the vicinity but not the same thing right yeah, yeah. in the way in that it's in utah okay so the only thing i've i've i guess i've been to utah i went to salt lake city once okay that was cool the salt lake is awesome uh other than that i've only driven through utah and the best story i have about utah we're getting sidetracked but <laughs> gotta tell the story now we were driving through utah to go to i want to say reno i think it was when Am the amp convention was in reno one year and uh no it couldn't have been it couldn't have been during the summer i don't know what it was for i was with dad and sure. dylan so it, we were doing something work related and uh uh the that morning we got up and it was like negative 40 outside. Uh, <laughs> we, we were scared that the truck wasn't going to start. Yeah. Um, 
because my dad drives a diesel truck and we're like, this isn't going to be good. Somehow the thing started. Didn't have to even, didn't have, didn't have to do anything, but we were, we were paranoid. That's crazy. Uh, but I, like, I've been in like close to 40 below, like with a wind chill. No, it was like dead calm outside 40, 40 below. Like the wind wasn't causing any of it. That's, I mean, you're I'm, way up in the mountains. Yeah. Never experienced cold like that anywhere else. These have developed, not developed, um, getting close to room temperature, more flavor. Interesting. I mean, that's not interesting. That's obvious. Everything is like that to some extent. Cold or something is the less you taste it. See, I've I've been told the opposite of that, though. You've been told the colder something is, the more flavor it has? Not the colder, but the just closer to hotter doesn't necessarily mean more. You could taste cheese more if it's cold, but that's the only one that I know that that might be true for. Oh, I want to push back against that, I but don't I don't know, know enough. Can't, well, to, I mean, it's, it's a fair argument to pick either side, I think, so I wouldn't be too... Like you wouldn't twist my arm to be, oh, well, let's try examples of hot cheese versus cold cheese. I, wouldn't I mean, we could it. do that. <laughs> yeah. I know that if you put like a cold slice of cheese on a burger or a cheese like product on a burger, you're more likely to taste it, but it might just be because the the temperature of the meat might get in the way or something. I don't know. There's, okay. there's probably science to it, but I want to say I got some of that info from Kurt. So, so who can, knows? That's a we can, we can probably go <laughs> that's it. pick his brain <laughs> and see what his thoughts shoot. are. Um, okay. But here, back to the the beefalo thing. Um, wow, we got real sidetracked. Yeah, we went real real far down. Uh, so, the USDA certified that beefalo has more vitamins and mo- more protein with a third of the cholesterol. Who cares about that? Dietary cholesterol doesn't do. matter <laughs> at all. Dietary cl- cholesterol is no. So I say this. It's also got seventy nine percent less fat. That's not necessarily a good thing in my mind. And sixty six percent less calories than beef, which would be cool because then you could eat more of it. But so I say the cholesterol thing, and I hear Patrick make a snide comment from oh. across the room. He goes, "Oh, oh, he's a scientist." I've got my receipts. So your receipts. I, I don't feel like I said anything. Why that. cholesterol does not matter. This is from Heart Nutrition. Uh, recent research has shown that dietary cholesterol does not affect your blood cholesterol levels. As a result, it's not necessary to eliminate foods that are high in cholesterol content. Then we've got from Healthline, why dietary cholesterol does not matter at all. And then we've got Uh-oh. from Cooking Light, why cholesterol doesn't matter as much as we once thought. Well, I, I, don't, I don't like this. I just pulled up the article and looking through it. And, the trans uh, fats and polysaturated fats. Yeah, the fats yeah. and stuff. Like that's if that's what does it to you. Because uh-huh. what's what's one of the things on the list? Ice cream. And next time I go to the doctor, I'm probably going to get put on cholesterol meds. Um, and I need to go. It's been a while, and my cholesterol was hot. Sure, it was it was it was way too high. But he, doctor was like, "Oh, you need to exercise more." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do that." I haven't done that yet. So. <laughs> um, Their suggestion just like, oh. I could be a doctor. What do you work out? Just telling people, yeah, less. <laughs> eat healthier. Oh man. But so yeah. just real quick and we can talk more about this offline. Um, and while I'm not a doctor, statins are super bad for you. We should get your cholesterol down through exercise and improve diet. Statins are not something you want to be on. Oh, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, so why? So no, it? no, no, no. I want an apology from you. Wait, what did I say? It, Oh, he's a scientist. And then I want when? you to go no. to when explain to that? everyone else in the room. Did I say that on I this had, podcast? No, you said that in that room. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. When like, I said it. Like a dozen times. 
<laughs> Man, we oh got God. some office drama going on here. <laughs> I mean, over the three or four years I've been here, I go, oh, well, he's fine. But no, I'm going to say, uh, so why would anyone want to eat Cheerios now? I thought that was their big thing. They help lower cholesterol. So cholesterol has, uh, two, there are two different types of cholesterol. There's LDL and CDL. HDL. HDL, yeah. CDL is like commercial driver's license. <laughs> 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 take take health advice from me, guys. Um, Maybe he's a nurse, not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't quite make it. I'm like, uh, uh, what's his name from Meet the Parents? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't say so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, there is definitely some effects. You can, like, dietary choices have effect on your cholesterol, mm -hmm. but the cholesterol in Food is not what gives you high cholesterol. Does that oh, make sense? Totally. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. like shrimp, unbelievable shrimp and scallops, unbelievably high in cholesterol. But what? Eating it does not raise really? your cholesterol. Interesting. It's news to me. So, Jesus. Okay. Uh, all right. So then we've got a order article from Forbes, and I'll kind of power through this one, but this was a pretty good article. Um, I don't know if you know this about Forbes, but like anyone can submit an article. Yeah, really? yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. But anyways, this is a really good one. Uh, it's called the lifeless market for meatless meat. Um, just real quick, there was this one company that raised $120 million as a venture startup for uh, a chicken nugget replacement. Uh, they found an overcrowded market. And even with huge ad spends that included the Kardashians and Travis Barker eating product in their lingerie. Like, first of all, why is a guy wearing lingerie? But second of all, why is that supposed to make me hungry? Like, what? <laughs> why would I want to eat food? Like, that doesn't make me hungry at all. Um, yeah, the celebrity endorsement thing on food, elite, uh, fast food as of late is huge. I kind of have a funny story with it. We were in a drive through for McDonald's and some guy named uh, one of these rappers, something Belvin or whatever. He, he had a like a value meal out and we asked for that. And the, and the cashier goes through the drive through speaker goes, do you have the code? And I went, excuse me? He goes, uh, well, you need to code to be able to order that. And I go, okay. And I looked at my friend. I go, do you got the code? He goes, no. And I go, I guess we'll see you later. And we went to Burger King awesome. instead. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't play that game. Perfect. I do not play that game. Because he has the items. He could put them on there. Yep. I'm forgoing the 45 cent discount I would have got if I had the code, apparently. But I go, dude, put the items in the sack and awesome. give them to me. Like, well done, Patrick. About? Well done. Um, but... Uh, more interesting information during the start of COVID, fake meat spiked in 200% in sales, right? So from 2020 to 2021, it was 33% raise. This year, so we went 233. This year, it's like hovers around 16. So the hundreds of millions of dollars thrown at, that, at these or this industry have almost all of it's either been written off already or is being revalued. I get why the investors did it because if you were with one of those companies and they actually hit and brought a product to market that could be successful, I mean, unbelievable, huge success. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to happen. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, it's all – it's it's – Huge risk, but huge reward. Yeah. You, yep. you raise a ton of money to do this, do that. And there's a bunch of people doing it. But whoever are the select few that make it through get an insane amount of profit off it all. Yep. So they said uh, where plant-based meat hasn't cracked the code yet is repeat purchasing. 
I wonder why that is. Could it be because it doesn't taste good? It's like the jerky we had the other day. Texture uh, was okay, but taste was terrible. Uh-huh. So it's, it, it intrigues people. It intrigues us. Like how well, many, how much have we bought? Yep. Like just because we're like, Oh, we want to try that. Yep. We haven't just bought like one and been like, okay, we tried it. Don't now we buy another one. We yep. buy another one. We're, but then we realized that, okay, this brand's terrible. I'm never going back to it. And we try everything and eventually, and I, again, I know with my earlier rant, this may sound counterintuitive, but I'm not necessarily against those options being available. No, it's just a, when, when people I don't want say, to this is what everyone has to uh-huh. do, it, the more options, the better, in my opinion. Sure. I, yep. Yeah. Especially if that means that less people are going to buy my ground beef and lower the price lower on your ground beef. Enough. Yeah. Um, so we talked about on Meatgistics recently, this uh, article, we might even talked about this in the podcast last week. Yeah, we did. About the bear or uh, the elephant. Yeah. Returning to, okay. So now we've got bear seeks revenge by killing Hunter who shot him before succumbing <laughs> to his wounds. Now, this oh, I was, read that one. No, yeah, I read that. That was wicked. There's like a picture of the guy too, I think. Yeah. It was like slightly blurred. Uh-huh. Or you're just like, okay. But you can see. Oh, yeah. So he was in uh, a tree stand in Russia and got the bear, but the bear had enough left in it to come get him. Nice. So if you're going to go bear hunting, which is my eventual goal, like down the road, mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near competent enough to even begin. Th- Obviously, I'm thinking about it, but like <laughs> planning it, all that. But you better be like ready. You, you better have a second and a third shot ready to go and something that can put it down quick. And you better have like a defensive plan like, oh, I can duck yeah. back behind this tree yeah, or something. I'm going to have a 357 buried over here just because... <laughs> So when I reach to it, and yeah, turn you, around, bam. You need like a, a high-powered long rifle, like a sawed-off shotgun. Mm-hmm. You need a 1911, and then you need like a little a little 380 on on your, your hip or back Both, or all shoulder. Of them, and then you need like a little Derringer in your boot, and then you need a sword. You got to have need, like backups on backups yep, on backups. Yep. And they all need to be staged upon your retreat path. Yeah. So like you leave them there, yeah. you get to it and pick it up, fire it, keep yeah. coming. Retreat, get to it, fire it. So like we may alone. be overthinking this, possibly. No, no, no. But that's Pratt. how my bear hunt's going. I could let you borrow Red Dead Redemption 2. You can take on bears and that all you want. So at least you have some like vision. So, like you don't want to start from nothing. <laughs> sure. You want to see, oh, sure. I, like what? Do you, how are you going to react when a video game bear is rushing at you? You know, probably, probably one one millionth. I'm probably sure. panic. So <laughs> we should, probably panic. If, if we use video games for preparing for the real world, we need to start playing some more like Left for Dead. Have you ever oh, played? Oh, zombie stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Prepare for the actual zombie apocalypse. Can you bring in your zombie sword? Dang it. As you keep uh, forgetting. I know. And I want to see it. I, 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 I Isn't I every sword a zombie sword? Or? Reasonably. Yes. <laughs> it's not It's not a sword. It's like between a sword I'm and sorry. a knife. It's uh, not long enough, like big machete, enough for a sword. You said kind of? It's like shorter a sh- than a mesh. Well, is it as long know. as my tuna sword? So it's a dagger. Close. <laughs> Okay. close i don't know but it, it's so fat that it's like not a sword either is it i will a, i will bring it in i talking, will make sure i are bring we talking it in. fat from sharp edge to back or fat is it like a hatchet uh d- no not like a hatchet like okay. it, the, the blade comes up and like gets wide okay. and okay. Like gets narrow there's, again like, there's a word for that bo- i think it's a boring a, a hattori hanzo sword is that what you got? <laughs> <laughs> all right and then the last art well second to last article for the day i posted this on meatgistics but there was another shark attack and on it uh, California today. Oh boy. I'm just, saying let's get rid of the sharks. They, when there's one, there's a hundred. <laughs> I really want to talk to a marine biologist who's going to be honest about they, it. We don't need them. What would be the downside? 
there'd be way more fish for all of us. We could eat seal again. I don't even think there'd be more whales. There's not a lot of things that even hang around sharks that eat off of its, uh, I don't want to say skin and sound like an idiot, but you know what I mean? There's usually some phytoplankton of that hang around Hmm. other sea creatures. I don't even think there's that on those. The remora fish is the only thing. Yeah. That's just like that thing that sucks to the bottom of it. And remora is not the right word. (laughs) Whatever it is. Just using loose ideas of things we've read once. Vague ideas about, because I used to know a lot about sharks when I was a kid. Um, And then this last article is truly horrifying. I'm not terribly afraid of snakes in general. Um, Absolutely terrified of them here. Did you hear about what they caught in Florida? Uh-oh. I'm looking at the article now it's and I'm not excited. a record python that was 18 feet. Goodness. And weighed 215 pounds. Which I actually thought it would weigh more than that, it being 18 feet. It had 122 eggs in it. That's oh. not cool. The, the, the Everglades are in a lot of trouble Ooh. because of that. And there's something else that got released in there and has just exploded. So, you talked about all the just barren land for sale in the U.S. It's just... there that. That's going to be barren for a lot longer. Yeah, don't don't go down there. It's like, okay, we can all agree. Just that's a bogus area. I mean, obviously I'm being facetious here, but burn the swamps. (laughs) I just clear everything so you can get those things on. Did you know there are crocodiles in the Everglades? Yeah. I always just thought there were alligators in the U.S. And then crocodiles were Australia, Asia, and Africa. Dude, once you're in the water, they're all the same thing. There's there's, there's monsters under there. So here there be monsters. (laughs) All right, do we got anything else? Uh, my only thing is, uh, going back to the bear article, if you want to go bear hunting, you need to do it sooner than later because you're losing time, John, and you're not going to get any more younger, any more, younger and yeah, more fit from here. I know. My my thought process is like late 60s because if something does go wrong, like... Oh, okay. You know, I've already... Well, this guy was... 67 years old. Yep. So. I'm imagining like a Rocky Four montage when he's training out in the snow. <laughs> da, da, da. No, you should think Legends of the Fall. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Me oh, and this bear God. are going to run into each other in a clearing <laughs> and just have it out. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Awesome. Uh, one more thing about these shirts. They are a different material than the rest of our Meet Your Stick shirts. They are super comfortable. This is the, the exact shirt that I have my uh, BHA in, and it is like the softest shirt ever. It's my Sunday shirt, so I now have another one of those. From Next Level Apparel. That's awesome. So get yours now. Uh, They're not gonna be available for long because we ordered very limited quantity of them, and we will not be placing any reorders for them. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Meatistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.